0: Hey, it's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Arizona is one of the ground zero states on a number of issues, not just in the immigration crisis at the border, but also from an economic standpoint. It's a state that has seen a great deal of migration. Uh, Not only from businesses, but over the years, a change in an older population uh, and a number of other issues as it looks to expand as a technology state. Uh, So Arizona has a lot of potential and the policies uh, that guide the state then become even more so important in advancing the various issues that people need addressed. Elijah Norton joins me he's running for Congress in Arizona a lot of issues on the table and not only in the first district but as part of the delegation if elected Elijah thanks for joining me and as always uh with every candidate on the show your path to victory in your district
1: thank you so much for having me you know uh as you said arizona is a very important state i think for 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 the country and at at large and uh you know i think we have a very clear path to victory i think the people here in arizona uh, are tired of career politicians um in my race uh, i'm actually running against a a corrupt politician he was just fined last month $125,000 by the federal election commission uh for several different things uh but i think there's also some really important issues as you said immigration is a huge is a huge issue here Um, our economy, the fact that uh, we are growing so fast, we're seeing prices rise, Uh, you know, inflation is a huge problem. Uh, And so, you know, my my path to victory is really just uh, educating people on why we need more business leaders in Congress, educating people and telling people, sharing the message of how I'm going to to, to propose solutions to our immigration crisis and our inflation crisis and some of the other many issues uh, that are plaguing our state and our country.
0: Let's go through some of those key issues and how you would address them. Uh, We'll start with the economy. I mean, if the foundation is not there, the state suffers, the district suffers. And on the economy, it's also in your state a resource issue when it comes to illegal immigration. Uh, the cost to education in health care, the cost in use of infrastructure, water, sewer, uh, food, basic things that everyone needs, regardless of uh, lawful present status or otherwise. So economy in Arizona, specifically in your district and how you would approach uh, the how w- what solutions you would offer.
1: Well, you know, I think that in our district, uh, the 1st Congressional District is very unique. It's one of the most affluent districts in the country. Uh, We have amazing communities here like Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, Fountain Hills, uh, the Northeast Valley of Maricopa County. And uh, we're starting to see, you know, as you said, uh, immigration is a huge issue here in Arizona. As you probably know, last month, over 20,000 border crossings in the Yuma sector uh, alone, which is obviously a record high. We're also seeing massive inflation. We have a high number of business owners here in the district that have been affected by the immigrant, by the inflation problem that we have of our rampant government spending and our massive deficit. So I think for me, uh, one thing that I can do as a solution is, first and foremost, uh, we've got to secure the border. Um, that's something that we've got to do. We've got to give our C- Customs and Border Patrol agents the tools they need to enforce our border laws. I think something we also really need to do that a lot of people don't talk about Uh, and I've had the privilege of meeting people uh, in Phoenix that have enforced uh, some of our laws and worked with some of the Mexican states, uh, is having a a criminal database sharing system with Mexico. We don't have that. So if we apprehend somebody here, not only can we deport them, but we can also make sure they're detained in Mexico uh, and tying some of the Mexico aid to that. That's something that President Trump uh, tried to to implement, but has been reversed, unfortunately, by the Biden administration. Um, So those are some solutions that we can propose on the border uh, one thing that's really specifically affects my district is uh, there was a hotel here in Scottsdale, which is kind of the the, um, the heart of the district uh, on Scottsdale Road, literally about a mile from my house, uh, that the Biden administration was housing uh, illegal immigrants, some with criminal records, uh, and nothing's been done. Uh, and and uh, now there's a uh, it's housing refugees and uh, there's been some news articles that people have been going on to some of the golf courses around here. Uh, and it's a federal issue, and, and unfortunately, our current congressman has done nothing about it. Uh, and my hope is by the time I get elected that it's out of this community. But if it's not, that's a huge thing that I'm going to focus on uh, for the people of my district. Um, as far as inflation is concerned, you know, it, 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 I'm a business owner. I started a business when I was 21. I'm now 31. I'll be 32 next month. Um, I, turned it into a, I started it with nothing and turned it into a business that generates over $100 million a year in revenue. So I know a thing or two about economics. And uh, for me, it's just so disheartening to see that our government keeps printing money, spending money uh, with no consequence. Um, you know, most recently with this massive infrastructure bill printing over a trillion dollars that we don't have. We just passed, as I'm sure you know, a $1.5 billion budget bill. Uh, these, this, this massive spending spree that our government is going on has to stop. And we have to find a way to balance our budget. You know, if my, if my business uh, balances it to have to balance its budget every month uh, and every year. And, uh, you know, our households have to budget their, their, uh, their personal finances every month, So should our federal government. And I think that's what's contributing to this massive rise uh, in inflation. And so one thing I'm going to do in Congress is be a huge advocate uh, for making sure we, we, we cut our spending and get our spending under control.
0: What is it that your current congressman – uh, Congressman Schweikert not doing when it comes to the illegal alien issue that you just brought up in the hotel, for example? Has there been any in-district effort by the incumbent to do something about this? You know, no, there, there really hasn't been. I mean,
1: Congressman Schweikert, you know, unfortunately, is one of the most ineffective members of Congress. And I think a lot of people in the district as I'm traveling uh, throughout it uh, know that and are starting to pick that up. And I, I think back to the issue of the, uh, the hotel, um, you know, when that opened up in our district, there was outrage across the community, and the only thing he did was send a letter. Uh, he did nothing about it. Um, again, it's a federal issue. And, uh, you know, unfortunately in Arizona, two of our senators are Democrats, and, and they're, they have open border policies. Um, you know, and uh, Congressman Schweikert, who's a Republican, is the other federal elected official in our district that could do something about it again he sent a letter did nothing Uh, I've been to the uh, uh, the hotel twice it's literally feet from a retirement community it's yards from a high school Um, and uh, Schweikert has never even been there uh, to my knowledge and that's something that uh, you know our congressman really needs to do and it just shows kind of the abysmal failure of leadership that he has Um, You know, in addition to his corruption issues, which are are massive and and unfortunately huge. Um, And, you know, I think our district is ready for new leadership. As I go around and travel throughout the different communities here in Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, surrounding communities, Phoenix, uh, people are tired of these corrupt career politicians that start out in the legislature. You know, they go to the county board of supervisors and then they go uh, into Congress. They want people uh, who've done something first in their lives. Uh, whether it be in business, whether it be maybe a, a well-respected judge, um, whatever, and then run for office because they want to serve the American people, not who've just been in office for 30 years. And unfortunately, Congressman Schweikert has been in office, uh, public office longer than I've been alive almost. Uh, and, and that's just a problem, and we've got to stop that. Um, and, and I think that's also why he hasn't uh, come up with any solutions on the immigration issue here in Arizona uh, that, that, our, that our citizens of our district care so much about.
0: Unlike some of the other states, you have some time till your primary, a fairly crowded field at this point. Uh, I see seven candidates listed here, obviously, including the incumbent. Uh, Your primary is in August. Will you debate your primary opponents, including the incumbent, Congressman Schweikert? So so to to answer your question, two,
1: two areas. I think there's, there might be, because we're through, it go undergoing the redistricting process, there isn't really seven candidates. Um, really, if you, if you look into it, uh, there are multiple candidates. Uh, there's one other candidate other than myself and, and Congressman Schweiker. Um, you know, he hasn't filed all of his paperwork with the Federal Election Commission. He's still uh, behind on some of those reports. And he doesn't really appear to be a serious candidate. Very nice guy, i met him, but, but he doesn't appear to be a serious candidate. The general consensus is, this is a binary race between me and Congressman Schweikert, and I would love to debate him. Uh, in fact, um, last month, uh, or I'm sorry, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a group here in Arizona wanted to sponsor a debate, uh, and the congressman backed out of it. I don't think he wants to debate me. So uh, I would love to debate him anytime and anywhere. Um, I think that the people of Arizona deserve uh, for him to be held accountable for the things that he's done, the, the fraud that he's committed, uh, the money that he's stolen from taxpayers and donors. And I uh, I don't think he wants to debate me because I don't think he wants to be held accountable. But uh, I would love to debate him anytime, anywhere. Uh, 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 he just has to agree to it, of course.
0: Well, yeah, naturally that's what's required. But the point that there, if there was a debate offered, you would do it, uh, which is something Absolutely. I'd like to see. One of the issues you are uh, you have listed on your website is health care insurance, and whether in Arizona or anywhere else, health care insurance, we'll see a medical community challenged to recover from COVID in many ways. Uh, How would you approach dealing with the high cost of health care for many in America, the growing costs, and the government component in what's left of Obamacare?
1: Well, I mean, I think Obamacare has just been a total disaster. I can remember uh, when it first got implemented, and I owned a small business, and I saw my health insurance premiums uh, at the time. I was in my 20s essentially double overnight. Um, And so that's something that we've got to fix. But I think one of the things that that we as Republicans don't really address is the health care issue. I mean, obviously, we do have problems with our health insurance system in the United States. We have a great insurance care system. Um, But I think that uh, there's a competitive issue. And as somebody who owns an insurance company and who started an insurance company, I think the biggest issue uh, is, is the regulatory environment. Um, you know, uh, I could go on for hours about it, which obviously we don't have today. But I think one of the biggest issues is if you start an insurance company, uh, the process to doing that is so complicated. Uh, the regulatory barriers are so high um, that it just really, uh, it really deters competition in the marketplace and one of the things that president trump proposed in 2016 at one of the debates was allowing health insurance companies to operate across state lines and the solution that i would propose looks something similar to that allowing companies giving companies the incentive not the incentive but uh, you know allowing more companies to start up and reducing some of the regulatory barriers uh, would fix a lot of problems in our health insurance system. Obviously, it's a very complicated solution. Uh, but one thing that I can bring to the table that I don't think anybody in Congress currently has is I own an insurance company. I know what it's like to have a, an insurance license. I know what it's like to deal with all the regulation and the red tape. And I know how that deters growth and how that deters competition. And if you look at it, we have five health insurance companies right now that control the majority of the health insurance premium here in the United States. And I think, again, the key is when do you do we need to deregulate, make the, make, reduce some of these regulatory barriers to encourage and increase competition. Um, and I think that will
0: help. Uh, one of the, that's one of the big ways we can help reduce health care costs for Americans. Elijah Norton, running for Congress in uh, District 1 in Arizona. His website, NortonForArizona.com. The primary is August 2nd. And if that debate happens, Elijah, would love to see you. Well, thank you so much for having me. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on SiriusXM Patriot 125.